You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. All of this and more is on my heart as this new year begins. What changes will our choices and our actions bring uh, this new year? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 451. Our title this week is Breaking with the Way Things Are and our reading is from Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Before we read that, all of us here at Renewed Heart Ministries just want to wish each of you a happy new year and we hope that uh 2023 is filled with lots of good things for all of you. So again, our reading is from Matthew 3. It reads, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So the first thing we have to understand about this story is that the narrative details were designed for its original audience, for the people in Galilee. And, and these details, they were designed to echo liberation and, and justice themes from other passages in the Hebrew Scriptures. Three passages uh, they'd have been reminded of uh, that the original audience uh, would, have, would, would have come to their mind were from Isaiah and the Psalms. In Isaiah 64, 1 through 2, it says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. Here, the heavens are opening, uh, um, the heavens are being rent, but but what comes down is not this, this fiery destruction, but a dove. And, and this passage, is, again, it's, it's about being liberated from foreign oppression. And Matthew's version of the Jesus story was written for people longing for liberation from Roman imperialism. In Psalms 2, verses 2, verse 7, and verse 10, it reads, The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Therefore, you kings be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. So this verse would have, again, would have reminded the Galileans of uh, uh, King David's struggles against the empires around his country. It also hints at Jesus and his movement being a, a renewal movement of, of liberation and restoration in the context of Roman imperialism. In Isaiah 42, 1, it says, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. So all of this language would have, would have brought these themes to the minds of the original uh, listeners. And this last passage, it speaks of a, of a servant that Yahweh delights in as the conduit 
through which the nations experience justice. And this association, it speaks to the early Jewish followers of Jesus's belief that that Jesus's movement was the beginning. It would begin their liberation from foreign oppression and, and, and it would right all injustice and it would end all violence. All of these connections to liberation and justice would have been made by those who originally heard this story uh, read to them in whatever context. And, 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 and what lessons, we have to ask, might we draw from it in our context today? Can, can we bridge that, that gap? Uh, first, before forming his own movement, Jesus, remember, he participated in the renewal movement of John the Baptist. John's movement, it called people to reject the, the present order, the present power structures, the complicity with Roman imperialism embodied in, in, in Rome's client overseers like Herod and his sons. And, and, and John called the, the property, the privileged and the powerful in his society to repent of participating with Roman oppression and to be washed clean of, of acts of injustice um, through both water and restitution. There, there are a lot of similarities between John's movement and Jesus's that would later come about. John was originally a, a mentor of Jesus. Both led a, a Jewish renewal movement, and, and like John, Jesus called for, for both individual repentance and social community repentance. In our reading this week, Jesus is participating in the baptism of, of repentance that John practiced. And I side with the scholars who see Jesus' baptism as a genuine act of social repentance, of, of confession of past social mistakes of the society that he belonged to in relation to the teachings of the prophets, these social injustices uh, that Jesus was rejecting. They could have been such things as complicity with Rome or injustice toward the poor, um, the, the exclusion of those being marginalized. His baptism by John, it signals his inward resolve to break away from the unjust power structures of his society and to, to choose a different path. Jesus's baptism Baptism, it clearly rejects the social, political, and economic order of Rome. And as a Jewish man, Jesus, remember, he isn't rejecting his Judaism. He's rejecting the elite's Jewish-Roman collaboration, and he's canceling their approach to power and, and community life. There are some differences between Jesus's movement and John's, too. John's movement is a, a forerunner movement. It announces that, that change is coming. Jesus, on the other hand, announces that the time for change has already arrived. In Luke 17, 21, remember, it says the kingdom of God is in your midst. So, so how does, again, how does all of this relate to us today? Well, as this new year begins, we need some honest reflection. We're living in the wake of harmful laws and harmful social structures. Christianity in America has been, um, like the elite's Judaism with Rome, Christianity in America has been complicit in or uh, directly responsible for many of, of those uh, laws and social structures that are harmful. The legal assault this past year on women's bodily autonomy has roots in a a patriarchal expression of Christianity that tries to, to regulate a 
woman's choices and sexuality. Many LGBTQ folks have experienced uh, um, endless harm at the hands of Christians. And while I'm deep, deeply grateful for the, the recent Respect for Marriage Act, what stands out is the, the compromising exemptions that, that, that seem to say, fine, let them marry, but don't involve us. Certain Christians have loudly uh, ensured that they don't have to participate in this social progress. And, and, and I recently spoke with a pastor friend who still loses members every time his weekend sermon is about an issue of social salvation or things such as racial justice or economic justice for the poor instead of focusing his sermon on, on personal, individual, or psychological salvation. And, and what would it look like for Jesus followers today to participate like Jesus in a baptism that symbolizes us breaking away from the injustices of systems in our society? What if we choose alignment and solidarity with efforts uh, to bring about change? What could a baptism of social repentance look like for us? Many Christians have a, a Jesus instead of us religion based on the belief that Jesus died instead of us. Um, and we have to be careful with that. We have to let that not let that mean that, that Jesus was also righteous instead of us, that he was baptized instead of us, or that he lived a life of social concern instead of us. To follow Jesus instead, it means to model our lives after the example of Jesus. And I'm, I'm thinking specifically in the areas of the golden rule, of neighborly love, solidarity with the marginalized, economic justice for the poor, egalitarianism towards women, nonviolent resistance, and so much more. As we begin this this new year, how can we renew our commitment to reshaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for, for everyone? How can we renew our, our dedication to creating a world that's big enough for our, our many and varied differences, so, uh, one, a world where, where, where our differences are celebrated rather than feared? As this new year begins, I want to be baptized by, by John the Baptist too, like Jesus in the story. Not in the sense of traveling back in time to the banks of the Jordan, but, but, but in the sense that in my own social context, I want to, like Jesus, break with the way things are and be immersed in working toward change. The Sermon on the Mount, remember, it was not a prescription for how to make it through to the pearly gates. The Sermon on the Mount announced changes breaking out in our world and invited all who listened to participate in those changes. It was a pathway not to heaven, but for a transformed earth. And that transformation, it's hard work, but in the end, it's worth it. Matthew tells us that, that people went out to John from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And that's in Matthew 3, 5 through 6. Luke's version, it clearly names these sins um, as social injustices. In Luke 3, 10 through 14, what should we do then? The crowd, crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you're required to, he told them. Then the, some soldiers asked him, what are we to do? He replied, don't exhort money and don't accuse people 
people falsely be content with your pay. Again, the sins that people were confessing were these societal uh, sins, these, these sins of social injustice. And I can understand why many preachers today are reluctant to focus on, on the social elements of John and Jesus' teachings and preachings. Uh, pastors today, they find it much easier to talk about Jesus and, and about John than to talk about the themes that they both talked about. Yet once you see the social emphasis in the Gospels, it's really hard to unsee it. Now that we have, uh, which social injustices might we include in our confessions and in our choices for change this new year? What can it look like for us today to, to like Jesus, break away from things the way things are and, and to choose to follow a different way, a different path? I'm reminded this year of, of the words of the late Peter Gomes, who wrote in his book, The Scandalous Gospel of Jesus, on page 31. Gomes wrote, when Jesus came preaching, it was to proclaim the end of things as they are and the break in of things that are to be. The status quo is not to be criticized, it is to be destroyed. And that our participation in John's baptism might symbolize that for us today, it gives me a reason to pause. Do I really want to break with the way things are? Do I really want change? How committed am I to that change? And am I committed enough to, to choose those differences in my daily life? All of this and more is on my heart as this new year begins. What changes will our choices and our actions bring uh, this new year? Heart Group application number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what hopes do you have for change in this new year? Discuss that with your group. Then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your, your chosen social media platforms for our, our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to our podcast through whatever podcast platform you use and consider taking some time, if that's if it's an option, to give us a review there. This helps others find our podcast as well. And if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And remember my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now available at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. Happy New Year to each of you. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.